This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Well, this morning, I wanted to take a little time to talk about the Omicron variant in Minnesota and COVID cases in general. And I have brought in an expert. Chris Erisman is here from the Minnesota Department of Health. Uh, Chris is the Minnesota Department of Health Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Well, I guess just in uh, kind of general to kick it off here, how are vaccine numbers in, in COVID cases going in Minnesota? Our COVID case numbers continue to come in at very high levels. So we're seeing, you know, thousands of new cases reported every day. And so that is certainly concerning. When it comes to our vaccination coverage, we have, in general, good overall coverage. If you look at the whole state, at the state as a whole, but we have many areas of the state where coverage is really low. And so that that's problematic. And even though we've you know achieved some of our vaccination goals, our coverage isn't sufficient. I mean, we're clearly seeing a lot of transmission with Delta up until this point, and now we've got Omicron joining the fray. And so I would say that we're pleased that people are getting boosters. We think that's really important because we know that there is waning immunity. And so we're seeing consistent numbers of people seeking out boosters. But our new vaccine um, numbers have really slowed down. Mm -hmm. And with the exception of our 5 to 11-year-old population. And so if we really hope to make a difference in COVID transmission, we really need to see a larger proportion of the population fully vaccinated and boosted. Now, is the Delta variant sort of the driver of of the, the spike in cases right now? And, you know, at the end of last week, we got the news that uh, the Omicron variant is in the U.S. In fact, the first case was in Minnesota. I guess just in overall, you know, with these variants, Omicron is top of mind. It's kind of the subject this week. Can you talk specifically about that variant and if there's any evidence that that's driving case numbers? So Omicron was first identified um, by scientists in South Africa. However, the identification doesn't mean it was the first time that the, the variant was circulating, but just that they were the first to identify the genome. And what we know about Um, Omicron is that it has um, a number of mutations across the SARS-CoV-2 genome. Some of them are familiar and some of them are not. And what I mean by familiar, um, that means that they're mutations that we've seen with some of the other variants. And so based on that, we can say, well, with this particular mutation, it resulted in, for instance, increased transmissibility or a greater ability to evade Um, an individual's immunity, that type of thing. But there are a number of other mutations that are not as well known. And so it's difficult to kind of to predict what impact they will have. Um, We really need to see more information, more data about real world circumstances with this variant. But we do know that it's very likely that it is going to be very transmissible. In fact, there's already some predictions that it's three times as infectious as Delta was. There's also, you know, some concern that it it may be able to evade some of our immunity. So one of the things that we're very much going to be looking at is the impact that it has on vaccine effectiveness. So there, there are a lot of things that 
that we don't know that we'll be watching for, um, but there are some general predictions that we can make based on some things that scientists know about mutations they've seen with other variants. To the question of whether or not the peak that we're seeing is due to Omicron, we feel very confident that it is not. Our public health laboratory sequences um, in collaboration with partners, they are sequencing about 20% of specimens. And so, no, we have not seen Omicron more than the case that we reported in the state. So this large number of cases that we have been seeing um, has been due to Delta. We will be continuing to watch going forward, obviously, to see that the impact that Omicron has. But but no, the, the prior peaks have been Delta-driven peaks. I'm talking with Chris Arisman, uh, Minnesota Department of Health Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology. You know, Chris, I wonder, when there's a lot of media coverage of, of a new variant, I think it can make people very nervous. And in no way, shape or form do I want to make anyone panic. But I think it's good to get the information out to people. You know, what are the things that we can continue to do to stay safe? I mean, yes, of course, vaccination is there. But, you know, when it comes to social distancing and masking, I mean, I'm guessing that the health department would say, yes, definitely, especially with the holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that we've really tried to to emphasize this fall, and I, I don't know if sometimes it gets lost um, in translation, but you know, when, when vaccines first came on the scene, I think all of us, and I include myself in that, we were just all so ready to be done with everything. Right. And so I think there's been this sense that, man, I'm vaccinated. I shouldn't have to do anything more. In reality, we know that it's really important that we continue to practice layered mitigation, in particular because of what the Delta variant brought uh, to the landscape. And so we've really tried to remind people that even though you're fully vaccinated, you know, it's really important that you continue to mask when you're in indoor public places, that you do socially distance, that you avoid large crowds, that you're using good hand washing, making sure if you can to improve ventilation in the areas that you are. All of those things continue to be really important. And so I think that's that's really a message that we need to continue going forward is we've got vaccination as sort of the core base layer, and then we're adding these additional mitigation layers on top to add to our protection. When I got my COVID booster last week, my reaction, or when I posted about it, I said, I was grateful, but not invincible. Mm. And I think that perhaps the attitude that we need to take with vaccination is, You know, we're grateful we've taken action, but we're not invincible and layered mitigation is going to help us be as protected as possible. I'm talking with Chris Arisman from the Minnesota Department of Health. And Chris, I will say I got quite the um, the dose of reality. I was fully vaccinated and I had a breakthrough case of COVID this fall. I got my booster just last week, but I was thinking, okay, I got a breakthrough case, but 
how much more sick could I have been had I not been vaccinated? I kept telling myself that as uh, as I was kind of going through the symptoms. Well, absolutely. And I, I think you make a very good point. And that is, while the ideal would be if vaccination could ensure that every case was prevented, mm-hmm. that would be fabulous. But we know that's not going to be the case. But what vaccination really does is helps us prevent very severe cases that require hospitalizations or that can lead to death. That's really the goal. I mean, I realize that in an ideal world, we'd all like to avoid every illness, but I'm sure that even with the illness that you experienced, you're grateful that you didn't have to go into the hospital, you weren't on a ventilator, and that you're still here to talk about it. Exactly. Well, Chris Arisman from the Minnesota Department of Health, uh, thank you so much for joining me for Wellness Wednesday, talking about COVID cases, the Omicron variant, and ways to stay safe this holiday season. And Chris, I uh, wish you and yours a uh, happy holiday season, and thanks for joining uh, multiple times now here on Wellness Wednesday. Well, same to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggel, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.